0: So Justice, did you recently start your Hunter Hunter journey?
1: I started and I have been binging it like consistently. It's probably okay, a little no. unhealthy.
0: What what point in the show are you at right now?
1: Um Gon and Killua just learned how to use Nen mm. and um Gon punched Hisoka in the face when they're at the Heaven's Arena. And okay. Handed okay. him back the the badge. That's kind of the area that I'm in right now.
0: Okay, so you're at a good point in where you've seen a lot of dope stuff. What do you think of it?
1: I I, I truly do like it. Um, I think Gon's interesting. He's not my favorite character. Uh, he, but he's interesting. He's not like a normal Shonen protagonist. Kind of along the lines of like Demon Slayer. How, to, um what's his name uh Tanjiro Yeah Tanjiro isn't I was going to say Todoroki Tanjiro isn't like a normal <laughs> shonen protagonist they have compassion and then but they're also well Gon's not very smart but um it's not like a normal one of the big 3 shonen anime where you
0: know? the protagonist is just an insufferable human
1: being Right um, I like it because it's it definitely is kind of a different shonen um you know he throws a different like a different mix of things that's not normal um the biggest one being that the main villain is a pedophile and going is like 12 years old um that's just strange and
0: <laughs> I, okay the feelings towards hizuka are, are complicated do you like him do you hate him what
1: i'm curious about him because i think he's his power set's pretty cool, and I think he's a good villain. It's just kind of weird when he gets it turned on when Gon does certain things, and hit the pedophilia side comes out. That's weird for me. I have a hard time with that.
0: You see, anime it challenges the viewer because it like you can have a villain who is both a clown, a pedophile and probably the best character in the show at the same time, and none of those are necessarily conflicting. It challenges you as as a viewer being like, this character is sexually, is kind of attracted to murdering children, but you know what? I like him, and I'm afraid of myself for liking him.
1: Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, he is, I'll just say he's a very intriguing character. I also really like Kila because he is an assassin, and... His, Kiloa
0: is the GOAT. He is so great.
1: Yeah, he, he just kind of, like... I like that he's made this pact where his his whole thing is he just wants to be friends with Gon, because Gon just has that personality, that, that type of, you know, style and charisma where people just want to be around him, and it's very interesting seeing, like, a 12-year-old assassin... Choosing not to kill people because that's not what gone would do, or choosing to defend this twelve-year-old kid when all his life he's been tortured, known to go out and just murder dudes. Like the the one of the first couple episodes, he like literally steals this guy's heart and just is holding it and while it waits for the guy to die as it, the heart stops beating in his hands. That
0: was like my one of my favorite moments early on in the show.
1: Right, and and so. If you plan to watch it, give it a couple episodes because it is kind of slow. It's very weird. You know, if you're into anime, you'll love it. But, um, yeah, it's a. I am definitely really enjoying it. I would say I'm enjoying it more than I enjoyed the beginning of Demon Slayer.
0: Which we're going to get into Demon Slayer here. But, like, I... So, okay, guys, we, we've been... I've been a huge fan of Hunter x Hunter. i and been trying to get justice to watch it. One of the things that frustrates the hell out of me is that the dude isn't finished with the freaking manga. He started it in like the late 80s, I believe, and he still hasn't finished it.
1: I'm okay with that. Like mangakas, that's what they're called, they're the artist and the make who make the manga or manga as well, like the writer and artist. Um they're so pushed to the brink of exhaustion by, you know, Shonen Jump and other you know magazine you know companies that it's okay that he gave them the big middle finger and took a break and it it's probably the story is probably better than what you got like with bleach where he just was pissed off that he had to keep on making stories and it ended up being really awful so be grateful that you're getting good anime stories instead of something like bleach
0: yeah yeah bleach kind of blows um Okay, but fun facts about Hizuka from uh, TikTok. Apparently, some of the guys who voiced Hizuka have actually been pedophiles. This is all TikTok-based data, so take it with a grain of salt. And later on in the show, basically, um, Hizuka goes to uh, Killua's brother and does this weird hand motion of, like, a thumb in between fingers, and he's like, can I to, about Kilawa and and Killua's brothers, like, no, you're not gonna rape my little brother.
1: Why? <laughs> why is this show so weird?
0: Why is it so weird? And why do I love it? We have two episodes left of it, and we're holding off forever because we're like, we just can't be done. We just can't like stop with watching it.
1: I but yeah. anyway,
0: you, you got anyway, guys. We're Pod Wars. We don't talk about just pedophile clowns. We talk about all kinds of nerdy stuff, things that we've been watching, Star Wars, Marvel, all of the above. I'm here today with your good friend, Justice.
1: What's up, guys? And we also don't condone the actions of what that guy does in that show. We're just saying that it, it it's a little, it's different. That's all we're saying. Okay? So.
0: Wait, you're saying that we don't condone pedophilia? <laughs>
1: I am, I just, there's freaking weirdos out there.
0: Taking the controversial points here. While you're at it, also, we don't condone Nazis, you know, I know we'll get banned for saying this kind of stuff, but...
1: Hey, there's weirdos out there, so I'm just saying, I don't want to get flagged or for something stupid.
0: (laughs) But, today we're going to talk a little bit more anime and a little bit more Bad Batch, because Justice you have just finished watching another great modern anime, Demon Slayer. Can you give people a little bit of a rundown of what the hell this anime is and why it's been such a big deal recently?
1: It's been a big deal, I think, partially due to the fact that the animation is beautiful. Um, And also, the way I'm looking at it, like, when you have your... When you look at anime, there's like the big three. You know, you got Naruto, Bleach, One Piece. And they have a lot of filler episodes, and it takes a really long time to tell a story. Now they're kind of getting into this storytelling where it gets to the main beats a whole lot faster. So I think with the animation, paired with getting to, you know, story elements, story beats a lot faster, makes Demon Slayer a very compelling story. And the final aspect of, like, what is this show? It's about this boy... Trying to save her sister trying to save his sister because she got turned into a vampire. Demons in the show are vampires, and these vampires have special abilities, and so demon slayers go around with special swords, cutting off vampire heads, and it's very cool and an interesting concept of having this boy trying to find the original vampire slash demon to save his sister. And then pairing up together to fight these other demons.
0: And I think the show it hit a it hit a perfect moment for it to just blow up because honestly, because of the pandemic. So like with the pandemic, it became like really popular on TikTok and whatnot. It's on Netflix. And then with that, people just suddenly saw this crazy animation and thought, you know what, what the hell? I'll watch this weird ass anime. And then everyone got really into it. So I think it's another one kind of like how we mentioned with Airbender where it got a pandemic kind of movement with it.
1: Also, they have a movie that came out maybe two, I don't know if it's one or two, maybe the second one got announced. Um but a lot of times with when it comes to animes, the the movies don't add aren't part of the canon. And this one was. And I think the thing that helped it is that the, this was one of the first movies that kind of came out post when things started to open up and so the that just added a whole lot more hype to it because i think a lot of people were itching to go to the movie theaters
0: that and then tiktok again kind of propagates it by all the funny tiktoks of people going to see demon slayer and being like what the hell is with anime fans
1: right there there's definitely like a group of content creators that you can follow on tiktok that just make fun of how weird anime fans are And I'm all here for it because I'm sorry you everyone knows that one kid in middle school or high school who ran with his hands behind his back like in Naruto and tried doing like the different you know hand signs and had a notebook where he'd write people's names like there was always that one kid and you know you just like dude it's okay to shower and it's okay to talk to girls.
0: And I am that one dude. But, yeah, it's it's definitely – you have to embrace it. Kind of like you have to embrace even with Star Wars and Marvel, just that, like, some fans are just freaking weird. Like, in Star Wars, you have to embrace that there's old man fans who are just, like, pissy over anything that's not original trilogy. Oh,
1: you're talking about the gatekeepers. Yeah, basically.
0: And for anime, you have to accept the fact that there are people who will – dress up as a pedophile clown and just go around. I, I I don't even know where to expand with that. Like, you just have to look up the videos of some of the anime fans at cons, and they're great.
1: Yeah, and if a, you're a fan of anime and someone says, oh, I really like anime, and your first question is, name all the animes you've watched, go screw yourself. Because just because one person doesn't watch all the animes that you've watched, but they enjoy, you know, Let's say, demon slayer. That still means that they are a fan of anime. It does, they just don't like there. There's not a criteria of what it means to be, a weeb, you know.
0: there is no criteria, just like there isn't criteria for Star Wars fans. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a little sidestep here, because one of my favorite things about anime is that the titles can get. Ooh, oh 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 no! This website is now suddenly doing pop-ups. So you know it's a good one. So I looked up the anime has a thing where they like to have really weird titles for the shows. So I'm looking up some of the best anime titles of all time, um, and I'm gonna read a few off for you guys. So here's an anime. It's called "I Want You to Make a Disgusted Face and Show Me Your Underwear." Here is another anime. If I don't successfully pick up 420 girls, blaze it. I'm going to die in a lot of different ways. And another one. Do you love your mom and her two-hit multi-target attacks? There's all kinds of just weird-ass stuff that I think partly gatekeeps itself with anime.
1: I agree. But then there's also animes like Attack on Titan, Demon Slayer, Jujutsu Kaisen. That is you know beautiful storytelling and i would say one of the least problematic shows when it comes to you know japan's over horniness of things uh but you know I, I to i've heard people say this before like sometimes watching anime will ruin watching live action stuff for them like a like western live action
0: oh no i absolutely like a- agree with that and kind of feel that myself like you okay, watch, have too, hot to watch.
1: To, too Hot to Handle, so get out of here.
0: Dude, that is a high-class show in its own right, okay? They get $100,000 if they just don't touch each other, but they can't stop touching each other. Like, that's gold. Anyway, though, but anime. So, like, one of the things I love with Demon Slayer is just the creativity and with anime in general it's the creativity with the fight scenes and it just makes every other kind of fight scene you see in live action seem like nothing in comparison. Cause like justice was mentioning the animation, you have this crazy animation of him swing the sword with this beautiful, like water coming behind it or other character, electricity everywhere. And it's just something you can't capture in live action at all.
1: Although I do think at some point and just like how superhero movies went through the you know, the sixties and the seventies where it's really awful Spider Man cartoons and, you know, you got really bad like Superman stuff or the Hulk with Lou Fregno and whatnot, which like classics, but not, you know, what we're getting with the MCU. I think anime is gonna go through the same thing with live action. We're getting the airbenders, we're getting the death notes, we're getting the really, really crappy ones out of the way. And at certain point we're gonna get you know, DCEU or MCU level live action stuff. Like even the mortal Kombat movie wasn't amazing, but it still was entertaining. And I would consider that like a, maybe like anime or video game games or video game movies. Yeah, I
0: think it's possible. I think they could. It's just, it's really hard to not get like, it's really hard to just translate it to live action. Um, I, cause I've seen like some people talk about how the idea of you can get away with crazy emotional reactions in anime cause it's animated. That would just be weird in live action. They and did it with the that, matrix it,
1: though. Like that's like rip- the matrix is a love note or love like a, like just a, a love child. to so them being in love with love, love, love with, uh, anime and <laughs> Their favorite Really? Y- you yeah. think
0: Matrix has anime vibes to it?
1: Yeah, it's got Akira vibes. It's got Ghost in the Shell vibes. It's got, um, you know, it, it even like the mm, Warchowski's love, love, love all that kind of stuff.
0: That's fair. That is fair. So, like, there's a lot that even regular filmmaking can take from the craft.
1: Right, and and the reason I bring up Matrix is just because you got the whole them bending bullets and you know, bending their backs in a, you know, really weird way. Yeah, they are. Get out of here. And um, <laughs> so, like, that's why I'm saying I just think, like, we, we're on the brink of getting really close to good live action video game movies and anime movies.
0: Maybe. And I think, like, we can even talk later about, like, uh Shang-Chi and how that's kind of bridging the gap between a big MCU movie and, like, the classic, like kung fu movies of old um and possibly bringing that into like the modern genre and i think that's certainly i it's great for more of i guess westernized media to take that little bit of inspiration from more of like japanese media
1: yeah i i'm excited for that movie um i kind of wish i've actually been so marvel's been doing this really cool thing where when a new movie or Disney Plus show comes out, they've been posting, or they've been releasing comics. That's kind of an origin story, but also kind of like a new thing. So like, there's a new Moon Knight issue that just came out that's really good. And Shane chi just got its new issue, and I picked up the first three. So I'm definitely going to start reading it so I can get to understand that character a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and I I was thinking the same thing for Moon Knight because I picked up some Moon Knight comics recently. Weird character, but I'm kind of into it.
1: Weird character, multiple personalities.
0: Basically Batman, but let's take a step back here, and I want to hear because you just finished out the series. What are your, what were your overall thoughts for Demon Slayer? How it ended, how it's kind of, we might get into spoiler territory for you guys, but what, what overall did you just think of the series?
1: I will say this, and I will tell people that I had a very hard time getting into it, um, and I fell asleep practically every single episode and they had to get up and then finish the episode. Um, but there was a point where they're fighting the spider family in the forest. Mm. And that moment is kind of where the whole thing changed. And the, you know, the love I had for attack on Titan, Jujutsu Kaisen and Naruto kind of came for this, this whole series. And I'm excited. The, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but anime is just there to get people to go and read the manga. Mm -hmm. A lot of times they only do one season to get people hyped. So they go and read it. And that's exactly what happened when I finished Demon Slayer. Like this made me want to go to Barnes and Nobles and be that weird guy that is in the anime section looking for Demon Slayer so that I could read and see what happens next. Because I need to know, I want to know, like I'm, I'm super excited. I want to go find the movie. Uh, the, I, I like the each anime has its own kind of, you know, sometimes it's chakras, different superpowers. And I like how there's like this breathing technique. I think that's super interesting. Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess to answer your question, like at the end, the I'm trying to I'm honestly trying to remember, like, I, I know that they have they introduce all the different, you know, masters. And yeah, um, each one's interesting, super cool. You know, got the similar anime tropes, but um, I like that. You know, th- I wanna, I want to continue his quest for him to find uh, Kabuchikuzu. I don't even know how to say his name.
0: Um, it's a uh, demon Michael Jackson.
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I know.
0: Yeah, I'd, I'd say I, I know. I was really disappointed, dude, when you're telling me that you weren't into it in the beginning. But, like, I'm glad you got into it now because there's so much good material there. I think it's one that it's up there on the list of animes I'd recommend for people who aren't anime fans. Like, if I was going to think of animes to recommend to somebody who would not be into the genre, first one I'd say is probably Death Note, then either Full Metal Alchemist or Demon Slayer.
1: Yeah, for sure. Demon Slayer is really easy to get into. Because the concept's not too far-fetched. You know, it's kind of like Twilight meets anime in a really weird way, but better. Except,
0: except like, much, much better and less stupid and less crazy CGI-looking babies.
1: And the vampires are actually cool, so there's that.
0: Are they vampires, though, or are they just demons that, like, suck you? Suck your blood. That sounded worse than it should have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, They're vampires. Literally. They're just call demons excuse my burp sorry about that
0: (laughs) okay okay fair yeah it's it's up there i think on the list of for the non-anime fans which i think a lot of like i i'm going to tiktok way too freaking often in this episode but i've seen so many tiktoks of people being like we had quarantine and now i'm suddenly a weeb what the hell is happening to me
1: yeah and and i think um it's good you should check it out don't let me telling you that I fell asleep watching it be a deterrent to not go and watch it. Okay? Take everything I say with a grain of salt.
0: Yeah, yes.
1: Unless it's comics, then you take everything that I say.
0: It, then everything he says is law. Take it to heart. Speaking of heart, though, actually, I don't know if that's a good transition at all, but Bad Batch. So we it just finished up the first season of Bad Batch. We no, I, know there's gonna be a season two.
1: I thought this is I thought there's a part two of the finale. Is there? Yeah, I thought so. I could be wrong.
0: I I could be wrong as well. We'll assume I'm stupid.
1: Let but... me look right here. I'm pulling up Disney Plus on my phone because technology is everywhere.
0: I mean, yes.
1: So the last thing says fifteen, return to Camino. The Bad Batch find themselves in an unexpected territory in this thrilling finale, part one of two.
0: Oh, okay. So there is a second part. My apologies, everyone. My apologies, but we've we've mentioned on our show our mixed feelings with Bad Batch. How we're like, we enjoy that it's a kind of a continuation of Clone Wars. We we love that it's adding more to the universe and all that kind of stuff, and it's just fun. But it doesn't have that like heartfelt well, not heartfelt, it doesn't really strike us in the same way that the final season of Clone Wars and Mandalorian has. Like, is that fair to say?
1: Uh, the, In the middle of the season, yes. I will say that I've been binge-watching it, like, because I wanted to catch up so that we can at least talk more about it than we have in the past. And I have, like, the most recent episodes. They're not the worst. <laughs> um. <laughs> like the, the episode where they're on Ryloth and there's Hera and the Sindulas. and that was a really good episode. I, I and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Even the episode where Sid is dealing with the Pikes, that was interesting. I love the Pikes. I love their the noise that when they're talking. Yeah. Um, and the crime syndicates just always interesting. So I definitely was more involved and paying attention. In these episodes, than I was in the past episodes, and then even I, I I have not seen part one of the finale, but I have seen the episode where they're going after the clone trooper, where they're training the new stormtroopers, which I thought that was super cool.
0: I I love that they're going into, they're really leaning into the transition of, from em, republic to empire, and from clones to stormtroopers, because that's something that like we don't really have in canon there's a bunch of comics that kind of talk about that transition like a little bit but nothing really flushing it out and especially because we've grown so attached to the clones and clone wars like i want to know what happens
1: yeah that's cool and then one of the things that really stuck out to me in that episode is i think that's episode 14 is where there's the commandos that you see in battlefront 2 like the when you spell spend extra credits to be a special character there's a bunch of those on that military base and it, it was how
0: just, dare you say they're from battlefront 2 instead of the glorious Xbox game Republic commando
1: the, those they aren't that though like those that's its own thing and I would never like I I had love and respect that video game and those books but that they aren't that they're just the random white commando clones from battlefront 2
0: i i thought republic commando first but i guess it just means i'm a better star wars fan than you but that's fine
1: whatever gatekeeper
0: yeah yeah fandom menace all that fun stuff but yeah i loved how they included those and i thought they they the like transitional stormtrooper armor was interesting it's like it didn't go right away into the classic stormtrooper armor. It's kind of like sort of like the cadet kind of look. And then how they're basically making the clones train the own replacements is definitely an asshole move.
1: I just like that there's one of the one clone they're trying to save. I can't read off his number. Uh,
0: Gregor, I believe.
1: Sure. Um when the when Hunter question he's like you said you've been training these guys he's like well i can't show them all my moves like that'd be that'd be bad you know he it's it's funny and i think that's kind of a knock to the age-old thing about how stormtroopers aren't well trained and they always miss their shots and whatnot and it you know kind of makes sense now that if you're having clones who realize that they don't want to be doing this so they poorly train these stormtroopers who just pass down more poorly trained you know habits and that's why you get really crappy stormtroopers
0: No, it's partly, like, a funny little jab at the Stormtrooper joke, but it also, like, as a fan, I appreciate that. Like, it actually makes sense on why the Stormtroopers aren't as good as the clones is because they were given half-assed training from the start.
1: And it's just that, like, when I think of that, it makes me think of Star Wars trying to use other material, whether it be movies, books, TV shows, to explain the plot holes that happen within the movie. And it's not that it's a bad thing. It's just that's to me that's what that is, and I'm here for it. But I, I, it makes me chuckle.
0: Yeah, I, I, I appreciate this one more than some of the others. Like the ones with like Leia remembering her mother. Like when we were doing plot holes for a little bit there. Some of them are really stupid. This one I actually enjoy,
1: for sure. So, Gary, you've seen part one of the finale though, right?
0: Yes. So. Before part one of the finale, basically, them trying to save this clone goes really poorly, and Hunter is captured. Uh, Crosshair has him, and you're like, okay, something's going to go down here. So they go back to Camino, and Crosshair is even put on the tracker so that the rest of the Bad Batch comes with. And you're like, and basically, Crosshair is trying to get them all together. Um, and we don't necessarily know why. Now, it gets really interesting because he kind of has a legitimate heart-to-heart moment with Hunter where he's, and I kind of agree with him, where he's basically saying, like, I was your brother, I fought with you, and you guys didn't give me a chance. Like, you didn't legitimately try to save me. You didn't legitimately try to, like, be with me and help me. You just let me go to the Empire um
1: like they didn't try to get the chip removed out of him is that yeah that kind of thing like
0: they like they didn't try to get the chip removed they didn't try to like talk with him reason with him help him or do anything like to show that would be commensurate to the level of kind of brotherhood bond that they have which honestly i'd kind of agree with like they gave more effort towards omega than they did to crosshair
1: yeah they just kind of were like oh man he's attacking us we're not going to do anything we're going to go off and do our own thing. Even though the past few episodes, Omega's like, if you guys were in a dire situation, I would do it because you're family. And like that's happened a couple times, and they have not given two craps about Crosshair.
0: No, so I, like, I understood his frustration with that. And then it gets really interesting because Crosshair turns on basically like they have the bad batch cornered a bunch of uh, stormtroopers around them and crosshair is bit is trying to get the bad batch to turn sides and he's like I'm going to give you the chance you never gave me and he kills all the stormtroopers in one shot like he shoots one mirror and it was really dope It like bounces around and just kills every single one of them super dope scene um and he then drops the big old bomb that he already had the inhibitor chip out of him. Like he had it taken out, um, before this point. Like, he's like, this is actually me. Like I want to, I feel like I am a superior warrior and I want to fight for a winning side. So I want to fight for the empire. This isn't the inhibitor chip making me do this.
1: Wow. And, spoilers. Just kidding.
0: Yeah. Right. <laughs> but like, it, it was really cool. Cause it, Humanizes crosshair he's not just some victim of the inhibitor chip he's like I'm a soldier I was made to be an elite soldier this is where I can actually fulfill what I consider like my duty or purpose in life and he wants them to be a part of it too Um, still twisted logic like he's willing to be a murderer but it makes sense you know like you feel for crosshair
1: yeah you know always the best part of storytelling is making the villain feel you, when you have feelings for the villain. And so the fact that they were able to do that in a single episode is really impressive. So that's all I got to say. I'm really excited to watch this episode. I was kind of bummed when I was, you know, getting ready before the podcast, I was watching it, the uh, bad batch and trying to get to that last episode. And then I was like, oh, it's, you know, six 15. So got to get going. Kind of bummed.
0: You're gonna actually really love that episode, and you would have loved it more if I didn't spoil it for you right now.
1: That's okay. It's Star Wars.
0: It's Star Wars. You're gonna be into it. Now it gets really, it gets really spicy because Omega, while they had the Bad Batch cornered, is trying to find a way to help them out. And what she does, they're in kind of. It's totally a callback to when we first met the Bad Batch in Clone Wars. They're in the clone testing facility like the area where they would fight those robots, back when we first met Bad Batch. And so her plan is she's going to send out like the robots who are definitely early versions of uh, Death Troopers that we see in Mandalorian. Okay. And she gets them all set. The problem is she floods the room with all of these early version Death Troopers. And so the whole Bad Batch is like, shit we're screwed we have all these robots here about to kill us this has made it far worse um but it gives us a cool moment where you have you have them all come together as brothers again fighting the robots just like back in old times back when we're first introduced to them which i thought was really cool and again adds more to the idea of humanizing the villain
1: okay gary now that you've seen the episode there's a part two coming out do you think that Crosshairs will be evil, or do you think he'll join the Bad Batch? What do you What are you predicting for the season finale? I
0: think, uh, well, I hope I'm wrong, but I truly think Crosshair is gonna die saving his brothers. He's gonna die saving the Bad Batch from the Empire. I don't, I don't see an end game for him now. That he's basically gone soulless Empire, where he can just be a part of them and their fun shenanigans all over again. Like, I just don't see that happening. He's murdered people. He's murdered people in cold blood. I, I don't, th- I think that his way to redemption is he's going to sacrifice his life for them. Either, whether that's like a fight against a bunch of stormtroopers or what, I doubt it's going to be a huge thing like a fight against Vader yet. Um, but I definitely or think, or Tarkin. It could. It could honestly be Tarkin that would make a lot more sense like Tarkin sends in an ungodly amount of stormtroopers against them and Crosshair basically takes a bullet for the rest of them that's how I see it happening I mean as much as I'd love Crosshair to keep being a part of the show I just don't see a redemption for him where he can just you know do fun little things with Omega from
1: now on plot twist Omega sacrifices herself and they just wasted the whole season introducing this character (laughs)
0: But beforehand, she eats these eggs that are the uh, spawn of an alien race and pisses off everyone.
1: And tells everyone that she's a clone and can use the force. And then dies.
0: And then Jason Sudeikis punches her and beats the hell out of her and everyone hates him for it.
1: I don't know where that came from, but yeah.
0: Dude, he. I think it was him who was the, the stormtrooper that punched Baby Yoda. And literally people on Twitter were like, you're a terrible person.
1: Oh, yep. I do remember that. And yeah. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but uh, that's my thought with it. I, I don't know. I'm excited to see what you think, Justice, after watching the rest of it. But I, I don't know. The, Dave Filoni has a way of always making his series come around at the very end and have like mind-blowing stuff. So, like, True. he had his dip. And that and now it's coming on to more of the, like, cool stuff. The biggest moment, though, which I can't believe I haven't talked about yet, was when they had the major clone facility completely evacuated. And Tarkin gives the order to the Admiral of the Empire to destroy that, like, main cloning facility in Kamino. And it was, like... It was a crazy moment for me because it was him just sending off the clone era, being like the clone era is done. Uh, it, it It was cool. It was interesting how they did it. It really was like their stamp that the Republic is gone, the clones are gone, we are now the Empire. And then the horribly ironic part that the Admiral gave the order to a clone to fire on his own home. Like I thought that part was intense. It was cool.
1: I did not I am really excited for this. Holy crap, I don't have words. Um <laughs> Wow. That you, you just even you saying that like kind of like makes me sad because of just the amount of hours I put into Battlefront two and playing on Camino. And then I've seen in the show where they wanna steal the scientist because the scientist can obviously probably use their science to help palpatine in some twisted weird way but then mm-hmm. they get rid of the politician where there's the clones in there and the door shuts i was waiting for a blaster bullet noise but it never came but still it, it is implied no. it's implied that he died um but you know it would have been really nice if there was like a little ding
0: which is classic filoni being super dark in the kids show like, I loved that moment. And, like, the destroying of the cloning facility on Kamino, it, it, it just hit me hard because it's like, well, they're destroying a part of of Star Wars for me. Like, all those hours of Battlefront 2 playing on Kamino, all these episodes of Clone Wars, they showed, like, little things that were in scenes for both Clone Wars and Episode 2, and then you just see it all destroyed. It, it was just a nuts moment.
1: Uh, it kind of reminds me of like in Clone Wars season seven where Ahsoka is feeling the pain of Order sixty six and there's like mm-hmm. flashbacks between Episode three and and that and or like at least the the voice of things going on like that's what yeah. that, that's kind of like what that reminds me of.
0: Yeah, it's it was cool. It was definitely cool. I appreciated it a lot. I know we've talked a lot of crap about Bad Batch. Well, like I don't think we've been unfair about the show. I think we've mentioned how we're like, if you guys love it, awesome. It just hasn't been our thing. But like this it, most recent episode was our, was my thing. Like this is what I love.
1: It seems cyclical almost when we're talking about kind of Clone Wars or even Rebels or maybe not Rebels, but, you know, especially in season seven, how if you guys have been following the podcast for a while, we loved the first couple episodes, the middle episodes kind of sucked, and then the last episodes were really good. Similar thing with this season, just there's a few more episodes than season seven. Um, So maybe we should learn, Gary, and recognize that there's going to be a lull in the middle of the season. But why could we not task people from, what's the called, Lucasfilms just to make a banger every single episode?
0: Just like cut out the little bit of filler and just make it all bangers. Make it all great.
1: Every single one. Give Omega a lightsaber. Come on.
0: <laughs> we know she's force sensitive. She has to be. Uh, but we also get some Omega bombs, um, which I don't know. That sounds like a Star wars type thing to say. But like, we find out she takes the Bad Batch into the facility where they were made. And we find out their mutations were enhanced by that um, cloner. And that she saw them in that facility. So Omega's actually older than the Bad Batch.
1: Oh, that's really weird. I don't like that. Right?
0: Right? It's weird. Like she's older than them, but I guess cuz she doesn't have the age acceleration. Like I guess that's why she's so much younger
1: and less mature in certain things. Like that definitely made her seem childish throughout the whole season.
0: Yeah, she's definitely childish, but like it it makes it gives you the question then on top of like the whole plot with Crosshair, um, what the heck's going to happen with the cloner, it brings up the question of, okay, what was the cloning process for these sort of deviant clones?
1: Interesting. Super excited to watch these next two episodes. Might even get up early on Friday and watch it. Probably not, though.
0: Probably not. No. No. That's that's only for Mandalorian and Loki.
1: Yeah, just Disney Plus shows in general, Yeah.
0: Yeah. But do we have a comic of of the week this week,
1: Justice? Comic of the week. I just have to say, guys. Um, I finished school, which is like whoop. Um, but yeah. Now that I'm done with school, I have like three weeks of comics to catch up on. So I've been reading a lot of them, but I'm bored at the same time because I come home I work out and then from like seven thirty to bedtime I just watch or read comics and I I like before it was like come home go to work work out you know do schoolwork. so it was fine that I wasn't doing anything but I'm very extroverted and so I will probably not be reading as many comics and I will be going and trying to meet people in the area that I'm living in <laughs>
0: heaven forbid you actually like go outside and socialize exactly that's not our way that's not the way of us nerdy people
1: anyway i do have i have read a lot of comics um i'm gonna try describing one of them for sure and then doing an actual uh comic of the week because one of them is a conspiracy comic and it's kind of hard to explain oh yeah you were telling me about this one what was the name of it again the black monday murderers okay so, The Black Monday Murderers is written by J- uh, Jonathan Hickman. And I just want to stop right there. If you love, either, people, either you love Jonathan Hickman or you hate his guts with his writing. Like, there's no in between. And, yeah. Because he is up his ass when he writes. Like, the dude is extremely smart. But sometimes he's too smart for his own good. And he knows that he's smart. So then when you're reading it, you're like, yeah, okay, dude, like, come on. Like, let's go. Anyway, I don't know if that makes any sense. You just have to read like read an X Men story and you'll like understand. Or Avengers back in the day when he wrote that. Um But but he is a very talented and creative writer. I will give him that. So I there's two trades. I believe like it's a total of like twelve issues or something like that. Um I told my comic book the owner of the comic book shop like hey i really like this comic called department of truth she's like oh well if you like this you should read this the black monday murders she's like but it is written by jonathan hickman how do you feel about that i'm like eh so the next week so i read that binge read it really fast didn't really like it but i needed to know what happened and so then i came back the next week she was like oh do you want the second trade? did you love it i'm like no i didn't like it but i want to read it <laughs> so <laughs> so it's a story about black magic, blood sacrifices, and the stock market, and a god. Okay. And how there are these, there's this god that controls the stock market. I'm probably going to explain it really poorly, so I do apologize. There's this god of the stock market, and he in imp- like puts in place these four different families, and they. Each family has a different role and those roles rotate between the families, but there's only maybe there's more than four. But there's each the each family has a role and over a cyclical period at a time they rotate those roles. And the stock market crashes are when this god is requiring blood sacrifices. So when the stock market crashes a lot of people die because these families are sacrificing and giving blood to this god to make the stock market come back up and um so it's like this whole conspiracy on like how is a stock market work and how you know the currency really isn't money isn't like the most powerful thing it's blood and how people use blood and how all this different stuff. And it, it gets really weird and dark and it's hard to explain. The the main gist of the story is that one of the family members gets murdered and the sister comes back into the role for the brother and she wants to find out who murdered her brother. And there's a detective who's also trying to figure it out. And in throughout all of this there's this murder bloodlusting god and the stock market crashes
0: so okay let me see if i'm getting this right vibe wise it's kind of like like a bohemian grove stock market type thing where you're like okay there's these higher powers above it all that are causing like ritual sacrifices over our overall state yes mixed with jonathan hickman being up his ass over stock market details, because that's what I assume. Yes. Because after reading, like, East of West, where he's complete... It's a great story, but he's completely up his ass about, like, the Horsemen of the Apocalypse. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. That's a theme. Like, let's move on. But I'm just imagining that, but with stocks.
1: Yeah, and, like, West... It's more of, like, not stocks itself. It's the Western and Eastern and... Different philosophies on how the stock market crashes, and it's cyclical, and there's different schools of thought on how the stock market works, and that's where he's up his ass with it.
0: Does he have cryptocurrency and the Doge involved in any way?
1: No, because this came out before that, unfortunately.
0: Damn. Because if they explored cryptocurrency as, like, a way to fight against, like, the mass-murdering Satanists or something, I'd be all for it.
1: It's definitely worth—I think you would enjoy it, Gary. For the normal comic book reader, I would not read it. I would not suggest you read that unless you were a seasoned veteran who likes comics. just who would
0: be into, like, conspiracy stuff, I'm guessing.
1: Right. If you want a conspiracy story, definitely read *The Department of Truth*. If you're not even into comics, like that, that's a good, that's a good story. That's a good
0: story with like creepy, interesting art. That one is just good. Anything yeah. by Tinian is great.
1: He's leaving DC apparently.
0: I did hear that. Isn't he doing like his own offshoot company or something?
1: I have no idea. I have to go on Twitter to find out all the information. I just saw a tweet that was asking Chip Zdarsky if he was going to write Batman since Tinian is living leaving, which. I don't know if you guys know Chip. He, he's kind of like this guy that everyone loves to hate. we got the funny he's got this funny personality, and he currently writes Daredevil, so or draws Daredevil. I don't remember. He's a drawer and or an artist and a writer. Mm. Um, I'm trying to think. I have read a lot of comics. Currently in Amazing Spider-Man, they're doing the Sinister War. And you know how there's Sinister Six. So what's kind of going on in Nick Spencer's run is it's wrapping up very soon. And it's a culmination of what everything that's kind of going on in his 70 issues. And there's all these behind it all. There's Kindred, who is Norman Osborn or sorry, Harry Osborn. Orchestrating all these different teams, these villain teams in an all out war against Spider-Man so you have like the sinister 6 this all female sinister syndicate um a couple other groups and at the same time it seems like Nick Spencer is trying to rewrite one more day and have Spider-Man and MJ get back together because Doctor Strange and Mephisto are con- having a conversation about that deal that Spider-Man made way back in the day in Dan Slott's run
0: Mm. So he's trying to rewrite that and make amazing Spider-Man not ass.
1: Okay, Dan Slott didn't make it ass. Like Dan Slott gave us Spider-Verse and the Red Goblin and stuff like that. He just Okay,
0: fair. He, fair, he just wrote yeah.
1: one story and he gave a superior Spider-Man too. He just wrote one story that's not a f- beloved one by the fans, but it's it's okay. It's, you know. He, but
0: he can mostly Blame Civil War for doing that. Like, he was giving the shambles of Civil War, and it's like, okay, what do I do with it?
1: Sure, maybe. I'm not as well versed in the amazing Spider-Man life, even though Superior Spider-Man is what got me into comics in high school. Mm. That's a cool story. But I, that's what I got for comics. Berserker is really good. If you want to watch Keanu Reeves travel through time, killing a bunch of people and like John Wick and him you know, being barbaric as shit, you should read it.
0: Also, I, I have to tell you, dude, about, well, there I'm reading a Moon Knight series right now, and it's interesting because they dive deep in his multiple personalities to the point where you don't know if he's crazy, sane, or even actually Moon Knight.
1: I heard, I think you're reading, like, it's like 16 issues, right?
0: Uh, yes, I believe so.
1: That one I heard is phenomenal. and it
0: It's good because you're like, I legitimately do. Don't even know if the main character is actually Moon Knight.
1: Yeah, he, he's just got different things going on, and I'm really excited for that Disney Plus show, man. The one Disney Plus show I'm not excited for is Hawkeye, but that's okay.
0: That's because it's Hawkeye. I'm sorry, Hawkeye fans, but like, he's a bow and arrow. Like, good for him.
1: He can hear things with his special ears, I think.
0: <laughs> with his ears he's really accurate okay he shot he shot 18 for golf okay guys he's great
1: speaking of shooting golf i went golfing this weekend and i got a birdie and i'm very happy about that damn
0: like a i've never birdie. golfed in my life you haven't golfed like, before i've never golfed in my life
1: you didn't have to do golf and like gym
0: uh i did have to do golf and gym i did not do well we but had it was this- with wiffle balls So it was kind of dumb.
1: We had this kid who swung his golf club and accidentally let go. And it flew all the way across the gym and got stuck in a wall. (laughs) And and we uh, got our golf clubs taken away from us that day. This
0: is a random thought that I think is a good one to end the show on. But did you ever have it in elementary school? You know how there was like the, the guy's urinal? and you'd have the challenge among your friends of how far back you could go while still peeing in the urinal and having your aim straight. You ever do that, dude?
1: Uh yes, I think everyone has.
0: Every every guy has. If you're female who's listening to this show first, God bless you. Second of all, every dude does that. Um but I'm do you think Hawkeye with his superior aim could do that from like an unlimited <laughs> amount of angles? Like he could be like somebody's in the stall and just pee right up through it
1: um i think that i'm not gonna no i'm you know what i don't know
0: (laughs) (laughs) and on that note everyone have a good week